If fear is the only thing stopping us from achieving our dreams, and we only fear what we don't understand, then the antidote to fear is knowledge. All we have to do is find out who has the knowledge that we need to conquer our fears and achieve our entrepreneurial dreams. My name is Callum Walker, and welcome to the podcast that will help you figure it out and conquer this lonely entrepreneurial journey. So I've got a uh, brand new gizmo that um, allows me to, to record myself while I'm driving in a safe, unsustainable manner, which is excellent because um, I actually really enjoy driving and it's when I actually kind of come up with my most deep and important thoughts. I remember listening to, uh, hopefully you can hear this all right, if my car's a little bit loud, I am sorry. Um, but I remember listening to Matthew McConaughey. He was on the High Performance Podcast. And, um, and he was talking about how there's just something special about the, the process of driving. I don't know whether it's like you're steering the wheel or whatever, but um, I don't know about you listening to this, but some of my best ideas and some of my highest levels of creativity come when I'm driving, which can actually be like a little bit um, inconvenient. <laughs> Makes I'm like ah, scrambling at my phone, go like you know, put this into a voice note or whatever. Um, but yeah, so um, the reason why I wanted to talk today, and I think in all honesty, I know I said this last time. For those of you who are listening, uh, I listened to my last episode, uh, but I actually think this is the most important episode I will ever do. I really wonder how many times I'm actually going to say this in my whole life running this podcast. Um, but it is because it's something that not only have I found a lot of um, other coaches have struggled with, but I've certainly struggled with with myself. And I think it's my relationship with time. And for those who are listening who are my clients, I'm not on about my timekeeping in the sense of that I'm always late to my calls and they always run over by at least half an hour. Um, I'm coming at it from a place of this relationship with time regarding business success. And I think that like we can put so much pressure on ourselves to make, you know, either a six figure, seven figure business by tomorrow. And if we don't do that, we're a failure. And I think it comes from a variety of places. I think that like, first of all, this idea that we have to have everything figured out by tomorrow, I think it comes from a place of scarcity um, that is certainly driven by the, the industry, for one, but then also I think a place of scarcity that we put on ourselves, it kind of being that, oh, if I haven't got everything figured out yet, or, you know, if I'm not earning a shed ton of money and I'm not making like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand pounds a month, and I've been doing this for six months, I'm a bag of shit. And I think that that comes from a, maybe a, a lack of self-belief in ourselves, that there aren't enough people out there to go around that we're not going to get um, new business coming in. And I think that just comes off the back of a lack of evidence that we've created for ourselves. yeah. So especially if you're like relatively new into the you know, the coaching industry, and I'm going to be real on what I genuinely believe is relatively new to the coaching business, is I think that if you've been doing this for less than like five years, 
you're still super new to it because I've been, well, I'm still super new and I've been going nearly seven years. So I've been coach, I've been running a business for nearly seven years. And I'm going to be honest, I've actually felt that it's almost like I've only actually just woken up to the entrepreneurial side of things in the last 18 months. So that means that like for the first five years, I actually have no idea what I was doing. But now I kind of think about it and I know, I know what I was doing. I was planting the seeds to get myself to this, this place now and this level of mental fortitude and strength and creativity. And it's the same with what I'm doing right now is that I'm, I'm planting the seeds for the next person that I'm going to become. But I think that like, you know, it can be almost like driven that, oh my God, this isn't going to be a success because it hasn't been a success yet. Well, of course it hasn't been a success yet because you haven't had enough time to be able to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I think my point is it being that like, we can then go, oh, because it hasn't worked previously, it's not going to work um, moving forward. But the only reason that it hasn't worked previously yet is because you haven't screwed up enough. You know, it's the age-old, like, the way that you get to the right answer is by eliminating all of the wrong answers. So really, I think that then it looks at, like, right, our problem, especially when it comes to this relationship with time, and by that I mean that, oh my god, I'm 18 months in and I'm not making 10 grand a month. Well, that comes from the fact that, like, well, you haven't fucked up enough yet. But then it's interesting because I'm just listening to, um, and why, like, why I decided to kind of hop on now. Just listening to Gary Vaynerchuk's book. And if you don't listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, um, through social media, I really, really, really would recommend it. Because he was talking about, um, a relationship with money and, and time together. And, um, and it kind of being that I think that the, especially in the coaching business, if you follow a lot of mentors, they'll put loads of screenshots up. They'll talk about all of their success stories, about people who've made like 20 grand, 40 grand, maybe even 60 grand a month. You're like, oh my God, if I made 60 grand a year, that'd be incredible. And I'm not making that, so I'm back shit and I'm not very good. And I think that like, it's important to almost kind of remember like why they're putting, like mentors put that out there is because it, they're just showing results that they can get with people. But I think my point is almost this relationship with money and time being that if you're not making up to 10 grand in your first year of business, you're a failure and you're never going to be an entrepreneur. Well, where's this whole 10k a month coach idea come from? Like, my, my point is that, um, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about this on his book. He was like, do you know what the average salary is? The average salary is in India. A year. A year. Okay, not a month, a year. It's just over $1,000. Just over $1,000 a year. That's the average salary. And we're told we're a bag of shit if we're not making five grand a month. Like that's minimum, that's entry level. Otherwise you're a rubbish entrepreneur, you're a rubbish coach. And that blew my mind really, because even myself, I'll put my hands up. I won't put both hands up because I'm driving. Um, even myself, I'm like, sometimes I can definitely get sucked into that. Oh my God, I've only made like eight grand this month. I'm a failure. Eight grand, that's unbelievable. Like, Two years ago, if I made eight grand in a month, oh my God. And now, and where does that come from? In all honesty, it comes from comparison. 
this place of not feeling good enough. And it's interesting because yesterday I had, um, I had one of my mentors come into my program. Um, and he's just amazing. His name's Tom. Um, if you don't follow him again as well, you need to. Tom Heath built it before. Um, and he came on and he was talking about that, like, you know, if you feel like you're comparing yourself to everyone else, I promise you everyone else is comparing themselves to you. It's right. And I think this, like, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not there yet, it literally comes from the narrative in our head, everyone else is further ahead than me. But, like, by whose standards? And I've really found that, like, the decisions that I've made off the back of almost like, oh, I've got to, I'm running out of time, have always been shit decisions. And it's interesting that, like, and again, Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about this, being that the more that you can just, like, enjoy playing the game of business and seeing it only as a portion of your life not almost like cementing your whole identity to your business success the more fun you will have with this but more importantly the better decisions that you make and i'm a real big believer that the decisions that we need to make regarding our business need to be decisions that are based on right okay is this going to have an impact on me in a positive way over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years because we're in this game for such a long time. So I think every single decision that we need to make needs to be centered around decisions that are good for us going forward. So what does that kind of look like? Well, let's say that like I'm comparing myself to another online coach. Let's say I follow an online coach like Adam Haley, for example. Let's say I saw an online coach, an online mentor like Adam Haley and he's just put out, oh, my client's just made 20 grand this month. And I'm like, oh my God, like I haven't made 20 grand this year. I've got to like get loads of clients in. Right, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go super aggressive and just sign anyone and everyone up. Now, you might go and get 20,000 pounds in. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Freaky shoot. Best week. You might go and get 20,000 pounds in and achieve that specific goal. But has that actually benefited you from a positive perspective? In that naturally, because that decision is based upon fear which is a fear of failure, then yeah, you might have made 20 grand, but that 20 grand has come at the cost of you selling your soul to the devil of signing up people who are going to be a fucking nightmare to work with. Who are going to be an absolute nightmare to work with, who are just going to suck the life out of you. And then you get to a point where you're like, I actually would love to like give someone that 20 grand not to work with these people. So my point is, if you really reverse engineer that, well, was this a decision that was made? I'm just going to sign everyone and anyone up. Okay, how am I going to go about doing that? By slaving away on social media content, just building as much content as we can, by constantly just hounding myself in DMs and smashing myself into the ground to sign up as many people as I possibly can. Okay, um, what has that resulted in? Like, okay, that's resulted in me signing up a load of people and achieving 20,000 pounds. But what has that come at the cost of? My mental happiness. And where was that decision derived from? That decision was derived from me feeling insecure and feeling that I'm not good enough off the back of seeing someone put up how much success that they've had. Do you get what I mean? So I kind of feel that like, that actually if we can spend our time on going like, right, as long as I've got enough money to just eat, drink, and pay my rent, 
Every single decision I make needs to be a decision for me in the long run. So if I go, yeah, okay, amazing, you yeah, have the ambition of making £20,000 in a month, but make sure you go, right, okay, do I need to do that now? Because there's, a, there's, there's different ways of making £20,000 in a month. There's making £20,000 in a month the wrong way, and I'll remember this because I was about 20 years, not 20 years, about two years in, into my, my coaching business, and I remember saying to my dad, I was reading Napoleon Hill's book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And he basically was saying that, like, you know, if you want to earn a specific amount of money, um, that all you need to do is just, like, you know, make that figure clear in your mind and go after it. So I remember saying to my dad, um, Dad, so at the time, just so you know, I was earning probably on average about 1,500 quid a month. On average, about 1,500 quid a month. And that was based on, um, I had a 12-week program that I sold for 650. So 650 pounds for a 12-week program. And, um, And so that meant that, like, let's say I signed up two people in a month. That meant I earned 1,300 quid. Um, but as soon as the next month came around, I didn't have any recurring income because people paid that up front. So I had to get two more people in the door to make 1,300 quid. So basically, like, I was making roughly around that 1,300 quid mark, but I had to sign up new people every single month. So that was quite tiring. Um... But my point was that, like, I said to my dad, I was like, right, I remember taking you out for dinner. And I said I'd pay for it. Because that was a big thing for me at the time. And I said, I was like, dad, I'm going to make 10,000 pounds this month. I'm going to make 10 grand this month. It's interesting because he said to me, he was just like, be realistic. Okay, be re- realistic. You've been making 1,300 quid on average a month. You've gotta go, you're going to go bring in 10 grand. Okay, so 10 grand. And I was like, yeah, I am. And I, I really believed it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I would do anything to do it. And, um, and basically, if I kind of break down that number, like 10 grand, at the time when I was like, um, you know, selling a program for 650, again, my maths is terrible. So 10 people would have given me six and a half grand. So i number three and a half. It's about 15 people. Okay, so 15 people I needed to convince. Bearing in mind, I had no social media presence. I had no marketing strategy. My only marketing strategy at the time was going to networking events. So that was where I was getting my clients from, from just attending networking events. Um, so I was like, right, okay. So I'd been, the most amount of clients I'd brought in in a month was four. So that was two and a half grand. And there's me going, right, I'm going to go make 10 grand. And do you know what? I'm going to be real. I, I fell short of it. Yeah. But I made... It was about roughly about nine and a half grand that month. And I fell short because uh, I actually signed up my last person, which would have been 10 grand on the second of the next month. So it was in February, I remember. And I signed up the person that would have made my 10 grand on like the second of March. And it might have been the third of March. I can't remember. But my point was that like technically I achieved my goal. Yeah, February is a short month anyway. So actually I did it. That's how I said it to myself. February's 28 days. And uh, I add on the two days. I did it in 30 days. So I achieved my goal. I achieved my goal. But you know what? I was fucking naked. I've been told off recently for swearing as well. My mum and my aunt Sal, they're beautiful. But they, um, they told me I've got to stop swearing. And I agree. 
But for this, I'm, I am swearing here, and it's a work in progress. I was fucking naked, like fucking destroyed. Because how did I, what, one thing that I forgot, which was um, in Napoleon Hill's book, and I think this is the most important thing that I could put on to you, how you make your money is more important than how much money you make. And like in Napoleon Hill's book, he talks about that like, right, if you want to go and achieve a certain amount of money, first of all, write down how much money you want to, um, you want to bring in and then write out a clear plan of action as to how you plan to get that money. Um, and when I actually kind of think back to what I did, so this is what I did and this is how I, I made 10 grand in a month when I'd only been making 1300 quid a month on average. Um, I did it through networking events and I did it through, um, there was one, uh, every single day, Monday to Friday, there were three networking events that I could go to. Um, two of them were in Birmingham city center and one of them was about 10 minutes from down the road from where I am in Sonic Hill. Now, my point was that, um, that this one that started in the morning was a 6 a.m. start and that was in the middle of Birmingham. Bear in mind, it's about a 35, 40 minute drive for me. So I was up at 4, 4 a.m. every single morning for that whole month. I then had to drive all the way into Birmingham to get to the 6 a.m. breakfast event. I then literally was just like trying to sell my heart out that whole morning. Then I'd get back. I'd... Um, I'd have a little shower because I'd be knackered and then I'd go um, to the next one which was the lunchtime meeting in Birmingham which was at uh, 12.30 start. Now I'd always be late so I'd get there for like one so I had a little bit of time. But um, I'd then go to that event for, yeah that was about three hours and I'd made sure that I was the last person to leave. Um, and then I'd get home, have some food and then I'd go to the next one which was at five o'clock. And I did that for a whole month. I had for a whole month. And if you've ever been to a networking event, it's mentally very taxing because all you do is talk. I mean, all I do is talk for a job now, but like you're talking to strangers consistently and it was just like sell, 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 sell. And it was really, really, really tiring. So two things happened that like, first of all, I signed these people up. Yeah. So I signed up um, my 15, 16 people, but like come March, I was absolutely knackered. Like I was depressed, I was anxious because I missed out on so much sleep. I was so caffeinated that like I had to drink. I think that's where my caffeine addiction actually probably stemmed from. That because I had to drink so much caffeine to keep me awake, um, I then had to drink more and more and more caffeine. And then I got like caffeine induced anxiety off the back of it, I wasn't sleeping. But the worst thing was that out of those 15 clients, I reckon I probably liked two of them. And then do you know how many actually re-signed for me? Re-signed with me for another 12 weeks? One. So, I'm in traffic, by the way. That's why my hands are off my head at the moment. Now I'm moving. Um, so I actually only signed up. And I think about it in recurring income. Not a lot. But then do you know what else happened? As soon as March came... Because I had no strategy on my clients actually staying with me in the long run. Do you know how much money was guaranteed for me in March? Zero. Nothing. So I had to then get up and sell again. And I didn't have the energy or the interest. 
So my point was the thing that I'd forgotten was, well, how am I going to make that money in a way that's sustainable and enjoyable for me? And I think that's a real big thing because, again, like, you know, my decision wasn't made out of fear. Actually, it was. It was, it was made out of fear and insecurity that I wasn't good enough. And I needed to prove to everyone else that I was making more money than them. Because, um, again, for those of you who know me and know my story, um, I very much was like bullied at school for being the thick kid. And I was very much like never good enough for anyone. And I wasn't going to make it like a, anything of myself and all this. So really where that 10 grand in the month came from and stemmed from was um, I wanted to earn more money than everyone else who I went to school with. So I knew in my mind the the person who was earning the most amount of money that was in my circle at school who wasn't very nice to me was probably earning about four grand a month. So I was like, I want to at least double that. And I did that in one month. But my point is that like, I let my insecurity and my comparison to everyone else cause me, cause me to make a very poor decision off the back of fear and insecurity. And that really kind of has been a mistake I have repeated previously where I've gone, oh my God, I haven't got any clients coming in. I haven't got any clients coming in. My social media is not good enough. That's what it is. And then I'd like slave away, slave away at putting so much content together, like DMing loads of strangers, purely because I was like, the money's not there. And it came from this scarcity and this desire to compare myself to everyone else because everyone else is further ahead than me. Versus actually thinking about, right, okay, not only how much money do I want to make, but how do I want to make my money? And also, at what cost am I willing to actually, like, bring that money into my life? And those are things that I've never really, what I do now, and I still suck at this occasionally. And actually, you know, speaking like this kind of, again, reaffirms what I need to make sure that I'm driving back into myself being, look, I'll never forget um, Will Smith saying this because my focus is just on like if I'm building a house on just laying the most perfect brick the brick down as perfectly as I possibly can and if I actually just like focus on that as opposed to just getting cash in quickly then actually it's done in a more enjoyable and sustainable manner so I'm sure like you know if someone's listening to this that maybe you've gone through periods or maybe even you're going through a period now where you're looking at your accounts and you're like oh my god like I've got no money coming in I've got so much money coming out the thing that's really helped me is appreciating the stage of business I'm actually in the I'm seven years in I'm running uh, a mentorship part of it is showing people how to grow their own business okay I do it in a different way that like I do it by showing them how to become an amazing coach but I'm doing that, yet I'm still so early in this whole game. Like Russell Brunson talks about that there's like five stages of the entrepreneur. Where it's like to begin with, a lot of it is like finding your voice and figuring out what it is. And I'm still in that stage. What is this podcast? It's called Figuring It Out. Because I'm still figuring this game out. I still am. I'm still figuring out, you know, what what does it look like? Where's it going to go? And this potential, like, drive of if you're not making 10k, 20k, 30k a month, that you're a failure, that still creeps into my head, definitely. But it's getting out of my head a lot quicker and I don't let it linger as much now. Because I am having my focus on, right, how can I just put the processes in place, the systems in place, 
the marketing in place that's going to allow me to grow this in a way that's going to be enjoyable. You know, and I think that the biggest thing that I've learned already from Gary Vaynerchuk is I'm doing this for another 50 years and I want to. I want to be an entrepreneur for another 50 years. So I want to make sure I'm having fun with this. Like whenever I'm watching him, I'm like, you're just having so much fun. Like I look at Russell Brunson, like you're just having so much fun with this and excitement and energy. And I'm sure they do go through periods of stress, but they're just having so much fun. And do you know what? Actually, if I think about it, 99% of the time with this game, I'm having fun. And the more fun I can have with it, the better I am. And the, the more decisions that are made by fear, the worse my content is. See, when I think about it. Because if I think about it recently, I've kind of been like, oh, my content's not been hitting. So I'm going to try and craft, like, content that might hit. And do you know what's happened? My content still isn't hitting. And I think that that's become, become off the back of there's no real authenticity in it at the moment. Um, and it's not kind of me, I'm not shining through, which is good, which is a great thing because I've, I figured out exactly why it sucks at the moment and it sucks because there's no me and I'm not having fun with my content. I'm seeing it as a way to get people in versus a way to build connection. And I think that with my social media, when I've had success with it, it's because I've had in mind this one phrase, which I think could be really useful for you, which is, um, Build a page that is worth following. Give someone a reason to consume your content. How am I actually like, how am I serving? So it's like, for example, actually, there's this one guy who's a videographer. And I think he's excellent, actually. He's really excellent. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I can see that, like, you know, there's a portion of his content that's, um, that's in there that isn't like you know put together to make sure that increases engagement but you know what his content is really valuable so when it comes to like improving the quality of my videos um i go on there i'd go on his page to get some tips to how to improve the quality of my videos and you know what that's planted a seed in my head going right if i really really needed to like let's say training up one of my employees to go and improve the quality of my videos I'd get his course to pay for them to do that. So isn't that the real secret of social media? So I think really building a page that's worth following, if you can really kind of like hone that in, that's, um, that's a really great way of being able to actually build connection with people and then eventually they will engage in your services. And I think that like, just to kind of summarize this whole thing, is that if you're not where you want to be yet, like if you're not making the money that you want to make, if people are making more money than you are, kind of ask yourself, why does that matter to you right now? Because again, I come back to the average salary in India is $1,000 a year, just over $1,000 a year. That's average. Average. That means that there's people earning less than that. That means more than 50% of people, well not more, but at least 50% of people in India are making less than $1,000 a year. And you're moaning because you haven't hit £5,000 per month. Like, come on. I'm saying that to myself as well. So the more we can just have fun with this, the more we can take the time out of the equation, 
Because the thing I've really learned is the worst never happens when it comes to finances. What's the what's the worst case scenario that happens? I can't afford to go on a holiday next month. Okay. I'll live. I'm not going on holiday next month anyway because I'm working. So, I'm going to wrap this up. I really enjoyed this actually and I really enjoyed talking on my... Yeah, that was good. Liked it. Um, so I'm going to sign off as I always do, which is, never forget, never forget, if every single one of your clients gave you one, just, no, I fucked it. If every single one of your clients gave you one more client, you have doubled your business. Don't forget that.